Hello, welcome back to Getaway Day. As always, I am Mason, he is Gautham, and this is episode 80. So, we were here yesterday uh, talking about the National League Championship Series between the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies, which is going on as we speak. Um, Tonight, we are here to talk about the American League Championship Series. We were hoping to get this talked about um, early, well... We were hoping today. to do it today, but we were hoping that we had more time to prep for it. Unfortunately, with the game being postponed due to rain yesterday, we are now uh, just now got uh, the matchup solidified about, what, an hour and a half ago? So it will be the New York Yankees versus the Houston Astros. So before we get into that, if you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or YouTube. Uh, to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. If you're on YouTube, you got to make sure to hit that little notification bell. Smash that subscribe button, ring the bell, and you won't miss an episode of Getaway Day. Um, also, make sure to let us know your thoughts through the YouTube comments, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, or reaching out to us on Twitter or Facebook at Getaway Day Pod. We do also have a TikTok channel that is at Getaway Day Pod. Um, so make sure to follow us there as well. So, Gowie, how are you doing today? Uh, obviously, we can't talk about your weekend because, well, we did that yesterday. So, how was your day today? How were you able to take in the uh, Game 5? Uh, I was good today until the first inning of the Guardians game against the Yankees when I was just just madly upset that um, – the game just seemed out of out of reach, even in the first inning. Even though it it really wasn't, it just kind of felt that way because it was just like a a gut punch when John Carlos Stanton went uh, deep for a three run bomb off Savali in the first inning. Uh, I wasn't yeah. too happy with the pitching decisions there, but it is what happened, and now we've got a, a little rematch on our hands. Yeah, and it was always kind of a little bit of an odd situation because. They could have brought in um, Shane Bieber, but he was on three days rest, I believe, right? Yep. So they didn't want to throw him in to start. They were really only hoping to use him if they really had to. They probably really had to uh, and did not go to Bieber. Um, So Savali ended up only going a third of an inning, giving up three runs on the home run to Giancarlo Stanton, and the Guardians were just never able to recover after that. I mean, we ended up seeing uh, a Judge home run uh, in, is that the fourth inning? I think so, yeah. And then, uh, I don't remember how the fifth run scored. Uh, I think it was, a, it was a sacrifice fly or maybe it was a single or something just driven in run. Gotcha. Yeah, so... It, the game was pretty much out of reach there in the first inning, but I mean, the Guardians had one hell of a season. Uh, I did not expect them to win 92 games with uh, kind of the way that their offense was built to be more of a contact and in, in speed and base running team as opposed to one of these bigger, more potent power offenses. So making it to the division series at all um was pretty impressive and taking it to five games against that Yankees team. That's not a bad season. So uh, to all the guardians fans out there, it could have gone better, but don't sell that season short. Cause that was a really good season by the guardians and the division wasn't even theirs for the entirety of the season. Like they had to fight for it too. 
So mm-hmm. for sure. But I think that's really the last that we're going to talk about the Guardians for this postseason. So we've now got our sights set on ALCS game one, which is tomorrow night. Um, and we should probably talk about that just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. It's been a hot minute since we've talked about the Astros. They uh, didn't have a whole lot of trouble uh, taking care of the Seattle Mariners there in three games. So they've been off for what, three, four days. They've been off since uh, what would it be? Saturday. Was that crazy 18 inning game that they finished off the series with? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, um, so I guess the way that I kind of wanted to go about this whole discussion today is last night we talked about uh, kind of the historical context of a championship series appearance for the Phillies and the Padres. Well, that's not exactly a new thing for the Astros or the Yankees. So it's a little hard to do that because of how good these teams have been yeah, both in recent history and then kind of throughout the entirety of of their history for teams like the Yankees. Yeah, they've only got six World Series championships since the 70s, but they've made it to the postseason a lot and made it far in the postseason a lot. So um, it's a little hard to talk about like how much they're really hurting for success. Uh, So instead, let's actually go about it the other way. These two teams have been so good for the last seven years that they have faced each other four times in the playoffs since 2015. And I kind of want to look at how those series went, how those teams stacked up and kind of how that brings us to today, because there's quite a few similarities for both of these teams from their last matchup in 2019, um, their matchup in 2017. And then uh, even maybe a little bit for the 2015 wildcard game matchup. So, yeah, do we call this series um, ALCS Astros Yankees Part Three because it it is the third time they faced off now? Yes, although I would like to make a uh, little asterisk note that uh, the Yankees are late by about a year. How are we supposed to do in every other year if they just miss twenty twenty one? Yeah. So get good, Yankees. You should have been here last year. But yeah. So no, let's uh do you want to start most recently or farthest in the past? Let's start back way back in 2015 first and come to the present. All right. So um that 2015 wild card game um between the Astros and the Yankees uh ended up with a, a final of 3 to nothing Astros and these teams do have some leftovers still on their team from that game. Uh, more so the uh, Astros uh, with Altuve. And actually, that might, he might be the only guy left. I, I believe Altuve is the only guy. So they're kind of their key guys that season were like Altuve, uh, Carlos Correa, Carlos Gomez, uh, Evan Gaddis. So very different bunch than what they have now, but obviously still a good team making the playoffs, but they weren't, I guess they weren't quite the juggernaut that they are now. Cause th- this was like the beginning of the era of good Astros baseball. So they, yeah. they were good, but just and, good enough to squeak into the playoffs. 
And if I remember correctly, this was the first cup of coffee for the Astros in the postseason since all of their like hundred loss seasons where they were uh, basically amassing all these number one picks, kind of rivaling the Cubs for just being flat out awful. Um, This is also the year that I think they moved over to the American League, right? They moved over to the American League in 2013. Okay, so this is a couple years uh, after that then. 2011 through 2013, lost 100 plus games each of those years, 92 losses, 2014, and then they kind of made that jump uh, into the postseason in 2015. So uh, it's kind of fitting that that year was just a one game uh, for them then. If if it was kind of like their first first taste of the postseason, first taste of the postseason against the Yankees, they weren't really all that good. They did manage to win that game, but it kind of sets them up for 17 and 19 in the years since. So, and they actually ended up losing uh, the next series to the Royals, who ended up winning the World Series that year. Yeah, uh, which that Royals team was awfully similar to a team that we stopped talking about all of about five minutes ago. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anything else about the wild card game you want to talk about, or should we talk about kind of these bigger series that are a bit more recent? And- uh, just a. To- how many Yankees are, are still on the team? I don't think anyone, right? I don't think any of them. The, I mean, Alex Rodriguez is on the roster. Yeah, Beltron was on the roster. The most recent guy that was on there was Masahiro Tanaka. And, uh, well, at least that that played in that game, I guess, because Tanaka got the got the start. Um Right. But like Didi Gregorius was there for a while. Um Yeah few other guys but and that that was yeah. the brian mccann chase headley andrew miller brett gardner jacoby ellsbury team so um and Dylan batansis but this this was his first year away from the yankees wasn't it 2022 Which was year? oh i think it was i think it might have been last year but yeah so um but moving ahead to 2017 this is when we start getting a bit more of a look at where we're at today. Um, so that 2017 series uh, had an Astros team that had guys like Altuve, Bregman. Um, let's see who else is still on the team. Correa, on here, George Springer. Well, well I, I was looking. Are... I was looking for guys that are still here first, and then yeah, I was so going to go to. I that, wrote so. that on the on the sheet. So Altuve, Bregman, Yuli Gurriel, Lance McCullers, and Verlander. Uh, in his first year where he joined the Astros uh, at the trade deadline that year. Yeah. And so th- that's, that's a big portion of their team. That's, that's kind of the same. And and this is also that team that did have Correa Springer, Marwin Gonzalez in the year that he was really good. Um, it's kind of funny that he's on the Yankees now. And he's not very good. That, I mean, that remains. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, Charlie Morton was on this team as well. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. He's he was a big part of the game seven of this actual series. He started that game, um, and he um, got he was relieved by Lance McCullers, who finished the last four innings of that game to seal the deal. But this this ended up being a seven game series, and I think Yankees fans are always going to be mad about this one, especially right 
because of the whole cheating scandal. Uh, the which, buzzer, maybe buzzer of Altuve. Which coincidentally, they got in trouble for similar things in 2018, I think. Theirs is a lot different than the, than the well, Astros thing. It was different, but not a lot different, to be honest. It was, it was a lot different. Every team does it. With the trash cans and everything? Not not with the trash cans, but every other other part of it, every other team does. But just the scale of the Astros cheating scandal, I think, was not comparable to anything else that's happened that we know about. And and I mean, the the guys on this Astros team from 2017 still get called out for that. And, And to be honest, I'm over that. I I really don't think we should keep bringing it up. Maybe for guys like um, Beltron when we're talking about the Hall of Fame. That's kind of the only time where I think I really even care to talk about it anymore with the whole cheating thing. It's just, it's over and done. The Cardinals got caught cheating by logging into the Jeff Lunau's system with the Astros. <laughs> that one's in the past. The Yankees have gotten in trouble. There were a whole bunch of other teams that have been kind of called out for doing The Cardinals got a draft things. pick for that, right? They got a draft pick for cheating. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, that would, it, it that sounds, would like, be something, very on brand it sounds for, like something we would get. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, but this was an Astros team that ended up, after they won this game, in, or this series in seven, they went on to win the World Series. Um, and, I mean, it, it was a really well-played series by the Astros. You could argue that maybe it was for uh, impure reasons. But they do claim that th- that stopped in the playoffs. I don't know how true that is, but it's what they claim. So I have no proof to the contrary. Um, uh, and, and I would say like 2017 was kind of the first year where the Astros became sort of a, a super team of sorts. Because they won 101 games this season. I don't care how many trash cans you, you bang. Like you, you can't just fluke your way or cheat your way to that many wins. Yeah. No matter in, what you do in a, in a it's game baseball. that is yeah. as that's already as fluky as baseball where things happen that don't seem like they should. I mean, I still think about the uh, infield fly call and that, that um, post it was uh shoot. What year was that? Is that 2011? I don't even know what you're talking about. The infield fly that was about halfway out in left field in uh, St. Louis um, that they they called an infield fly. It shouldn't have been. They dropped the ball, and it saved a run from scoring that the Cardinals ended up winning the game. Yeah, um, and baseball is just a series yeah, of like, weird things that happen all yeah, the time. Exactly. And so with everything weird happening anyway, you can maybe get a couple wins out of banging a trash can, but you're not getting you're not getting 20 wins for banging a trash can. You're getting maybe no, an extra not. five. And if, but, and if 2017 was the last of their cheating, they followed that up in 2018 with um, 103 wins and, and 107 wins in 2019, like with most of the same players. So like the Astros are a pretty great team. Yeah, yeah. And there was really only one guy who really fell off between 2017 and 2018, and that would be Marwin Gonzalez when he moved to the Twins. So, but... 
Yeah. But we haven't talked about this Yankees team yet because this Yankees team uh, looks way different than it does now, but it's starting to take shape with guys like Aaron Judge in his rookie season in that 2017 series. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Aroldis Chapman was kind of the only other guy who's still there. Um, you had Gary Sanchez at catcher who obviously this year was traded over to, um, to the twins. Um, but yeah, so this was a team that kind of, uh, featured the end of Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, Starlin Castro, Greg Bird, Brett Gardner, Todd Frazier was on that team. Didi Gregorius, Aaron Hicks, who I, I guess is still on the roster today. Um, Forgot Matt Holiday was on that team. Dang. Uh, and then Luis Severino ended up getting to pitch in that series as well. So, let's see. Looking to see where his name went. There it is. Uh, so, in two games, Luis Severino in that series ended up giving up four runs in eight and two thirds innings, uh, getting one loss, but. Um, still, you, you kind of see where I'm going with this though. Like the teams we have now, we're kind of starting to mesh together and you're starting to get a lot more of these guys who are still around from those teams. And, and this series went to seven and it was a pretty closely contested series. I mean, the first two games were both two to one finals. Then the Yankees came back in game three, blew out the Astros eight to one. Uh, game four was uh Yankees winning six to four. Game five, the Yankees blew them out again, 5 nothing, And then the last two games, the Astros kind of took over, winning 7-1 to one, and then 4 nothing in game seven. So uh, it was a really well-contested matchup in 2017. And I don't know why I said and. I didn't really have anything else to say there. You want me to finish your sentence here? Yes. Uh the ALCS MVP that year was Justin Verlander, who's clearly a major part of the team today. Um, he, yeah. He'll be starting game one after he's been sitting around since whatever, whenever that series started with Seattle. Yeah. Um, so, I well, mean. And then it also kind of featured the breakout of game three, uh, game three probable starter, um, just based on me kind of looking at day's rest in Lance McCullers. So, yep, that's a good point because he was not really super established at that point, but now he's signed a big extension with the Astros. Obviously, he was injured for most of this season, but he's one of their key starting pitchers, and now he's like a fully formed, like legit, very good starting pitcher. Back then, he was everyone knew the talent that he had, but he wasn't like a surefire guy. Yeah, yeah, and he ended up, I think basically piggybacking in game was a game, game seven. seven. Yeah. I was talking about that. He pitched the last four innings of that game that Morton started. Yeah. I'm remembering the series now, and this was a really fun series to watch. It definitely was. Yeah. Dang. And then, uh, Verlander getting the ALCS MVP as well. Yep. Is he, uh, let's see. Did you already mention how uh, like his line from that series? I didn't mention his line. I mentioned the MVP. Yeah, so uh, 
16 innings over two games uh, with a .56 ERA, um, which is one run, uh, 21 strikeouts, only two walks, and a whip of .75 in that series, which, yeah, it's only two starts, but those are two phenomenal starts in such a big stage. So. Right. All, they had quite a lot of good starts in that series, actually, with even Dallas Keuchel uh, pitching 309 ERA and two starts over 11 and two-thirds. And then McCullers out of the bullpen uh, just gave up one run in 10 innings. So, and in 2022, it, his name's almost a curse word, dude. You got to watch it. Sorry. Yeah. But might as well just say it the way that I always thought it was pronounced the first couple of years I saw him in the league. Come on, Kuchel. But, but yeah, the the fun thing about this series, actually, is if you look at the... So, uh, Baseball Reference has the win probability chart for the series, and um, it was pretty evenly matched. Like, it never really got outside of the 25% range. Like, never got outside of 25% away from, from the median until about game... Game four, um, it, it dipped below it, but ended up popping back up and, and staying about even for the whole series until game seven. So I mean, yeah, so the of, Yankees won those middle three games and they had a chance to seal the deal twice and they couldn't do it. Yeah. 2019 now? Yes, let's move on to 2019. So this 2019 uh, matchup is... A lot closer to what we have now, at least on the Astros side, Um, because in 2019, we saw the breakout of rookie Jordan Alvarez, um, who has been just absolutely phenomenal this year. Uh, Martin Maldonado was back. Um, We saw Kyle Tucker come up. Um, We saw some of these young pitchers like Jose Urquidy um, starting to come up and play a little bit. Um, Aledmus Diaz, who's a bench guy for the Astros now. Michael Brantley, who I believe is uh, done for the season, right? He's not He's in- done for the year, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was a pretty big part of that team as well. Um, on top of your Alex Bregman, your Jose Altuve, your Justin Verlander. So um, it, this is a really similar lineup build, uh, 2022 to 2019. A lot of your maybe smaller players are different. Obviously, you don't have Springer, you don't have Correa, um, but kind of the core of that team is still here. Yep, and I'd say about like I mean Alvarez was obviously really good. Uh, wait, twenty nineteen was was uh, his rookie season. His rookie season, he played like half the year, and he he was really really good. He wasn't really good in the playoffs. He he only had like one hit in 22 at bats. So I feel like he's a different guy now. And, and a guy like Kyle Tucker, who only had uh, four at bats in that series. Now he's like part of their core <laughs> and I can't see Mason. <laughs> Sorry. Mookie wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but now like a Tucker and Alvarez are part of that core when they've lost. Um, Correa um, and Springer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then on the Yankees side, the, this Yankees team still looks quite a bit different from. Yeah, it really does. But we had brought in Giancarlo Stanton at this point. Um, yep. 
we uh, obviously still had Aaron Judge, who I believe you were telling me before the podcast that Aaron Judge is led the Yankees in team or in war in 17, 18, 19, 21, and 22? Yeah, every year except the shortened season. Despite all his missed time, he's been the best player on the Yankees, basically. Yeah. And then uh, a guy who I think we're going to end up talking about a little bit more here in a bit, DJ LeMahieu, uh, he was on that team as well. And then, But the pitching is kind of where it started to look a little bit more similar to what we got now with Luis Severino, Jonathan Loizaga, who I believe at the time might have been a starter. Does that sound right? Uh, he just pitched one inning that in that postseason. He, he wasn't really a starter ever. Yeah. Um, and then a couple guys who I think are on the, the uh, aisle. But. Yep, and CeCe Sabathia was still there. Oh, yeah. Good old CeCe. He left it all on the field. That was his last uh, appearance, I think. He was injured, and he pitched in that series. Really? I don't remember that. He was. He could only give him like one inning, and he like gave it to them. But he was like so hurt that he like could not go any further. Huh. But yeah, but this uh, this series ended up being just a little bit less of a. Uh, I don't want to say less of a competitive. It only went to six games. It didn't go to the full seven. But outside of uh, about two games, like every game was pretty close. So game one, the Yankees just blew out the Astros seven to nothing. Masahiro Tanaka, I believe, had a fantastic start that game. Zach Grinke took the loss. Um, but then game two went to 11 innings before it finished up three to two uh, with Jay Happ getting the loss and Josh James getting the win. Uh, four to one in game three with the Astros taking it. Eight to three in game four with the Astros taking it. Then the Yankees come back game five. Uh, win four to one. Verlander gets the loss there, um, and then Game Six, the Astros ended up taking it six to four, um, handing the loss to closer Roldis Chapman. So, like, this was also a really well matched series. So we're kind of starting to see a little bit of a pattern here. Seventeen really well matched went to seven. Nineteen really well matched went to six, but they were they were closer games. Um, one of them going to 11 innings and we're seeing kind of these lineups build to kind of what we got today. So it, at least on the Astros side. So is, do you have any more comments about 19 or should we actually get to the rosters for this series? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on to 2022. You've been saying that, the, that it's like, Building like I, I think the teams it are is. similar. Like, it, no, it is, but at the same time, I also feel like the Yankees are way different than they were three years ago. Yeah, I, I think I probably misspoke on the Yankees bit, but the Astros like is legitimately just kind of been retooling every time. Yeah, they and, they always find a way to replace the guys they lose and continue to get better. It seems like pitching wise, they just get better and better no matter who they have. Yeah. So, um, so do you want to start with the Yankees or with the Astros? Uh, let's start with the Astros, like we have been doing. All right. So the Astros in this series, we're going to be seeing the same lineup that we've seen pretty much the entire season for them. Kind of leading off with Jose Altuve, 
getting through rookie Jeremy Pena, going to the big guy in Jordan Alvarez, and then Bregman and Tucker, and then your six through nine guys are kind of your light hitting dudes that, if they help out, fantastic. But you're really banking on that those top five. So your six uh-huh. through nine are Guriel, Mancini, Chaz McCormick, Martin Maldonado, and a bench that we have been pretty adamant is bad. All right-handed right. hitters in Vasquez, Diaz, Dubon, Hensley, and Myers. Uh, none of them are particularly all that good. But that top of the lineup is just—they're that- super—they're they're like star players, all of them. Yeah, and they've played in a ton of postseason games. I just wanted to point out Jose Altuve's career numbers in the postseason. He's played eighty-two games now, over seventeen different series. Um, he's got 23 home runs, 272, 347, 521 slash. Um, he like he's amazing. He he's like as good in the postseason as he he's basically just like carries over his regular amazing play into the postseason every year, and that's why they've done so well, really, because their stars like are awesome. Yeah, and I was just kind of looking at uh, Jordan Alvarez, and his his postseason experience is obviously not quite as extensive as um, Jose Altuve's, but uh, in 37 games over seven different postseason series, Bryce Harper has just gone deep. Yeah, I, <laughs> you saw me get distracted. Um, no, I just saw it. Well, yeah, but also you saw me get distracted mid-sentence. I don't <laughs> know what I was talking about anymore. Um <laughs> Uh, seven series, 37 games. Jordan Alvarez is still a 276, 384, 488 hitter. Like, uh, for and that was after the OPS. one for 22. And that, that was, was after the one for 22 in 2019. Yep. That was after the one for 22. Uh, and this dude is just an unreal talent. And he's been really starting to show it here in 2021. And then so far this year in 2022. Um, his average is not great granted he's only played three games with 17 plate appearances so 267 average so far this uh, this postseason not terrible uh but is he's ops in like crazy at a one oh uh 1.086 uh in that three game series against seattle so but yeah so with those two guys kind of being the anchor of your team you can sort of deal with uh, Yuli Gurriel, Chas McCormick, Martin Maldonado, and then a Trey Mancini who is is good. Like, I don't want to undersell Trey Mancini. He's just not the other five. Yeah. And so if we switch over to the Yankees here, they sort of have a similar setup where they have a very top-heavy lineup, right? You got your good guys on top with Glaber Torres, obviously Judge, Rizzo, and Stanton, uh, and then Donaldson, and then Bottom of the lineup's like a little rough with uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, who's been pretty solid. Bader, who had a big series. Uh, Jose Trevino, and then whoever replaces Aaron Hicks in the lineup. Yeah, and um, for those of you that didn't watch the uh, Game 5 today, Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Cabrera ended up colliding out in left field, and Donaldson was very nearly in that as well. Um, but Cabrera's right knee went straight into Hicks's left knee and basically took him right out. Um, he tried to stay in the game. It should not have happened, and it ended up not. He went to get an MRI at the hospital. I haven't heard back on that, but um, that was a pretty big hit, so I would anticipate him being out for 
the championship series, if not the rest of the postseason. So, um, but yeah, uh, the the lineup does stack up pretty similarly with a, a couple of uh, either less proven or light uh, lighter hitters there at the back end. But I do think Harrison Bader needs to get a little bit of a shout out for how he played against uh, um, such a great pitching team in Cleveland. Um, Because he ended up with two home runs off of... Three home runs. Well, uh, three home runs total. One off of Sam Hentages and two off of... um, Oh, shoot. Who was the pitcher he hit two off of? Nestor, right, maybe? Uh, It was... Wait, no, he's on on the Yankees, what am I talking about? It was off... um... Who was it? I don't know. Oh, Cal Quantrill. It was off Cal Quantrill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Bader had a, a fantastic series. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see him continue that. I mean, it, especially the last like year and a half, uh, with the Cardinals outside of when he's been injured, he's a significantly different hitter than he was back in like 2019, 2018, 2020. Um, so he does give you a little bit more thump, a little speed there in the back that I think is something that the Astros don't necessarily have with their uh, six through nine guys. So I guess question is, is, is there a guy that could step up kind of like Harrison Bader, Bader did in that last series for the Astros from the bottom of the lineup? Would you pick a guy from those, uh, those choices? Uh, Maybe it, it's Trey Mancini. I, I think Trey Mancini would probably be my pick. Um, Chaz McCormick is, is, a good defensive center fielder. He's pretty quick, but I, I just, it would be surprising to see him just go off and just start hitting a bunch of home runs, doubles, triples. Uh, but Trey Mancini has been that guy before. He's just been that guy on a team that didn't really need that guy. Cause they were so bad for so long. I did not even realize this, but Jose Altuve did not have an entire... He had no hits in the entire series. Against Seattle? for 16 against Seattle, and they still won all the games. So I feel like that's just not going to continue into the series. Yeah, no, I would expect Altuve to be a pretty big factor here. Because one, I think that, uh, especially when they're playing in New York, I have a feeling the fans are going to be... lighten an extra fire under him because you know what they're going to be chanting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that bothers so, Altuve at well, all. I think it lights an extra fire under him. I don't think it bothers sure. him. I think it just yeah. makes him turn into another gear. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went off and hit like three leadoff home runs. But. Nope. Okay. We got to talk about pitching because we haven't talked about it at all yet. Yeah, how do we manage that? I don't know. That's usually our go-to. That is usually our go-to. So clearly the Astros have a major advantage just by the fact that the division series for the Yankees just wrapped up today, and they've got the game, they've got the series starting tomorrow in Houston. So yeah, they're and not going to be able to go back to Garrett Cole until game three of the series. So they've got a major disadvantage in games one and two. So technically, Aaron Boone could go with them on four days rest in game two. That's not four days rest. Four uh, days rest is normal rest, right? No, I thought five days was. No, four days rest is normal. Well, maybe he could pitch game two. 
Because he uh, pitched on when did he pitch? So he pitched what two days ago? Sunday, right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Sunday. So one, two, three. So Sunday to Thursday. That's that's three Four. days. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I'm really confused. So, could he pitch Thursday? I think he can, right? He could, but it so would be th- on shorter rest. So, right? th- three off days in the middle. Yeah. And then it would be on the fourth day. Yeah. So, that's three that's days three rest. three days rest. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he'll be on regular rest, though, with the off day for game three. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm caught up. But... Uh, but yeah, so, but the way that this stacks up is game one is going to be Verlander versus Tyone, which that one, there's a pretty heavy edge for the starter starting pitcher there. Yep. Jamison Tyone is just elite and Verlander had that blow up start. <laughs> no, um, Verlander is, is very possibly winning the Cy Young again this year. Like I would never bet against him, especially in the postseason. Um, that six in or six runs or whatever he gave up against the Mariners, that's eh, kind of fluky. Uh, but then game two, uh, by my calculation, is looking like it's going to be Framber Valdez versus uh, uh, Severino. Game three would be McCullers versus Cole, which I think would be a fantastic matchup. Um, and then game four would be Christian Javier versus Nestor Cortez. So. I don't yeah. know. If you look at each matchup individually, like I don't think other than Verlander Tyone, there's really that huge of a, a disparity in any of those matchups. Is there? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, I think where we'll start to see the cracks in the Yankees' whole pitching situation is when this series kind of gets into the middle games because their bullpen worked pretty hard in the last series and it's Clearly, like, they don't have a whole lot of guys that they trust beyond, uh, like, Clay Holmes, Wandy Peralta, and Jonathan Loizaga. Like, yeah. the, the Astros bullpen is just miles deeper than the Yankees. Yeah, in, in that Yankees bullpen had a huge, huge bit of luck with the rain out yesterday because Loizaga exactly. pitched three straight games. Wandy as well. Wandy as well. And then, so the accidental off day basically gave him a day rest to come back and pitch again today. And they were able um, to pitch Nestor on short rest rather than Tyone. So yep. that was huge. Yeah. So, um, but they won't really get the same kind of luck here in the ALCS unless there's a rain out. But I mean, Houston has a retractable roof. So there's not going to be a rain out in Houston. Um, but the schedule is, is legitimately Wednesday, Thursday off day, and then five straight days if they need them, um, <laughs> with Saturday, Sunday being guaranteed. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week being if needed. So, um, it'll be a tough task if this series goes past about four or five games for this Yankees, uh, Yankees bullpen. So, but the yeah. Astros bullpen does not have nearly the same depth issue no so they're very very good yeah so so like i know we kind of talked about the rest and rust thing when we started the playoffs there's the like i feel like the uh 
Astros pitchers have not like done that much. But I guess they did have that 18 inning game for their last game. They used like the entire bullpen. Yeah, it was so everyone tune- got a little work. It was a tune-up yeah. start or yeah, a tune-up game. Pretty much. Yeah, um, unintentional, and then they only won one nothing. So they really shouldn't have been using it as a tune-up. But okay. Um, yeah. 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 So uh, I guess the the thing that we kind of forgot to to really talk about, and I kind of mentioned it a little while ago is now that Aaron Hicks is out, who replaces him? So the Yankees have two guys that were uh, inactive for the division series uh, in DJ LeMayhew and Oswald Peraza. So which one of them do you think would get that spot? I guess it depends on how much they don't like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. If, if Peraza, you think if he's a candidate for the roster then he could play shortstop maybe, but I don't see him doing that after he didn't even play in the last series. Yeah. So uh, LeMay, he was the proven guy. I feel like they're going to want him on the roster. Yeah. And left field would basically go to uh, Oswaldo Cabrera. Cabrera. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they brought in, um, uh, Marwin Gonzalez out of the, uh, out of the dugout to take over left today. I was really kind of surprised by that. I was surprised that they didn't immediately go to Kiner Falefa and then move uh, Cabrera out to left. Um, that happened a little bit later. Yeah, right? it ended up happening later, which I thought was odd that they went to Marwin at all. Marwin's but always ready to go. Is Kiner Falefa not? <laughs> no, <laughs> You've seen yeah, what that dude is. You saw what he's been willing to do for his team over the last couple of years. A shortstop played catcher for an entire season. Like He needs more time to stretch. It could be. Well, maybe he just needs to sit there with Giancarlo when he's on the on-deck circle and do the little run-and-place thing. Yeah, probably. Um, But, yeah, DJ's probably going to be the guy, right? I would think so, yeah. Is he even healthy, though? Like, is is he back to healthy? I have no idea. Yeah. But I assume he's going to be lobbying to, to get in there and start playing right away. Yeah. So, who do you like in this series? Kind of overall, um, either individual player or team or both. Um, I think this one come might come down to the matchup between like the best uh, the best hitters on each team. So, Aaron Judge and and Jordan Alvarez. Whoever has a bigger series maybe can just like carry their team and win it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And I actually think I'm gonna one down you. Uh I think it's gonna be the second best hitter on the team that's gonna that's gonna make the difference. So it's gonna be your Altuve versus like your Stanton. Uh basically, because Judge he was off for this entire division series, but like he he got it together in the last few games actually in the last few right? games so it's making you uh, feel like he's going to be a big factor in this uh, uh, ALCS. Jordan Alvarez is kind of the same thing, so I need to see Giancarlo Stanton and Jose Altuve step up and be a big number two behind or, uh, with those other two guys to help propel their offenses forward because I think from a pitching standpoint, Houston it pretty much has it in the bag on paper. Um, I see it being really tough for the Yankees bullpen to to be effective the entirety of the season. 
or a series, sorry, the entirety of the series. So I'm giving the overall... you, but but in the series with Cleveland, I wasn't obviously the Yankees did enough to win on offense, but they didn't super impress me in any way. No, not at all. And I think part of that was Aaron Judge just straight up swinging through all the pitches that he would have driven out of the park. Um, for the first two games. For yeah. the first, I think, three games, really. Like, he, three, he hit the homer. Hit a homer. And, yeah, yeah, he hit one. Uh, he hit a homer, but, I mean, like, other than that, the other plate appearances just weren't that great. Um, You can luck into one home run. It was what he did in game four and five that I think started to make it look like he was finding himself again. So, because his, his uh, plate appearances just looked better. He looked like he wasn't swinging out of his shoes. He did a couple times, even tonight. Like, he had a couple really bad ones. But all in all, he ended up figuring it out. So, but yeah. So, uh, who's your pick for going to the World Series? I'm just going to go with the favorite with the Astros. I, I can't convince myself that the Yankees are going to win this. Yeah, I... You know, I, I mean, it could happen. I kind of struggle to see anyone beating Houston the rest of the postseason. Like that, I just think it's the most complete team left out of the four. So as of right now, I kind of like Houston to go on and win it all. So, yeah. So I'm curious to see what all of you guys uh, listening think. So uh, make sure to let us know your thoughts on uh, this matchup or who's going to win on or through. YouTube comments or reaching out to us on Facebook and Twitter at getaway day pod. If you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. And if on YouTube, make sure to hit that little notification bell. So smash that subscribe button, ring that little bell, and then you'll never miss an episode again. So, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. As we, uh, break down the American league championship series, We will probably be back with another uh, full-on watch party here soon. Uh, We will let you know when that's going to be on our Facebook and Twitter. So make sure to check those out. And happy championship series. Thank you.